to me Say that we'll be never seen Hello and welcome to Small Villains, a Smallville fan cast. I'm your host, Philip Lopez, and with me is your other host, Jacob. Jacob, how are you? More than a bird, more than a plane, more than furniture. I don't know the words. Furniture, kryptonite, Yes. Um, so, that's been our show. <laughs> no, but really. Uh, but hey. really, because this, this episode, man... Like, there's nothing to it. No. There's nothing to this episode. Hearing so, Superman by Pfeiffer fighting was maybe the best part of the episode? We could probably end it there and, and leave our audience about as satisfied as they're going to be at the end of however long this ends up being. Because here's the thing. Our longest episodes are the ones where we hate the episodes. Would, so this could even, end up being like two hours. Yeah, but I didn't really hate this episode. There just, no. there just wasn't a lot to it. Does it remind me? We've been off the air for a bit. Uh, we don't really need to go into the details, but hey, we had a brief hiatus. Yeah, you were busy. I was busy. We're, we're yeah, people. Well, with I lives. moved. I moved. You had a life. Uh, you know all these things. Um, but I wait, Jacob. I think what you mean is we absolutely planned this to coincide with the date of the episode's airing. We nailed the air dates. <laughs> this episode aired on April sixteenth of what year? Two thousand and two. Man, and this episode is coming out on April what? When are we when are we trying to put this out? Um pretty pretty close to that. Yeah. We're recording it on the twelfth. <laughs> so we nailed it. Uh and it was on purpose and masterminded from the beginning. Yes. But um I completely forgot what I was what I was saying. Yeah, I interrupted you. No, okay, so we've been on a high S for a bit. But I seem to remember things being on a little bit of a hot streak, right? Like didn't we have several solid episodes in a row or maybe like I'm misremember maybe we had several so- solid episodes of the podcast in a row. That maybe, maybe what that's you're what thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh let me see if I can't find a There we go. Uh, list of the there. Uh, so the last one we did was Nicodemus, which is pretty okay. Zero, you like? Okay. Kinetic, All right. Yeah. That's what I'm. I'm thinking of like zero and uh, um and leech. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but oh, I I just still like the episode is coming or the season rather is coming to an end fairly quickly, and we're just kind of like this is this is such a weak place to be so far into the season yeah it's kind of a week it's well it's uh, one of the uh, one of the reasons we've been kind of stuck <laughs> is that um, yeah a little bit it's not it's um, just not calling to us um, yeah but we're back it's, into it it's, it's very much filler um, I have, and things I have, will pick up near the end of the season though so. yeah well i have bad news for you about through. the next we're gonna we're definitely going to power through the next few but uh oh, i have dear. bad news for you about those few. the next few yeah Let's okay. say one, two, three, four. The next what? four are, are all Freak of the Week episodes. Oh, well, that, 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 that doesn't guarantee badness. They could still be good Freaks of the Week. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, let's get into about? it. Yeah, let's just get We're into talking it. about uh, this episode of the TV show Smallville called... Stray. Uh, what is it called? Stray. It works, Jacob. It? It it has to do with what happens in the episode. It's it's incredibly relevant. Yes, that's a um, oops, that's a thing that you look for. I do because they do such a bad job of it so often. All right, uh, so let's real fast, wait. It. This episode aired, like I said, April sixteenth, two thousand and two. 
It was written by Philip Levins, who wrote the episode Kinetic, which we loved. Sure. That was no. It was another one that was also very boring. (laughs) As the the guys that could walk through walls. Right. Yes. And it was directed by Paul Shapiro, and this is his first one that he directed. Does he continue on to later success in this universe? Uh, he will be back, but not if I be- if I remember what I saw, not till season four. Oh wow! Okay. So I don't know what he's doing in the meantime. Um, let me see. Maybe we could I check. wonder what the process is for selecting directors for a, you know. 20 plus episode season of television that is a legitimate question um he's like you know there's like the casting process for actors i wonder if there's something similar for directors you know they go off the reel or you know just just because something like that is so strange where he has one episode this season and then not another one until the fourth season it's just interesting to me yeah um what are you looking at trying to find there he is okay so, from 2002, from then on, he wrote, directed a couple of episodes of Roswell. I remember Roswell. I don't think I ever watched an episode there. of Did you ever watch Roswell? Um, I think I saw, like, two episodes. Was it any good? Eh, it was a CW sci-fi show. WB? Um, yes. I, I don't feel like it's it's talked about with the same, like nostalgic reverence as like your your Dawson's Creeks or your Felicities. I remember it was very popular when I was reading fan fiction in uh, high school. I didn't read the Roswell oh, so fan you, fiction. You would, so, you're, uh, so you're saying you saw a lot of yes. Roswell fan fiction. Yes. But you didn't read it. I didn't read a lot of Roswell fan fiction. I saw a lot that of Roswell sense, fan fiction. That makes sense because you wouldn't know yeah. you wouldn't know what it was talking about. I was reading X-Men Evolution fan fiction. Oh, okay. Not even like original run X Men. Well, no, because it's well, X Men Evolution was airing at the time. True, fair. Man, what a good show! Yeah, we should talk about that show maybe instead of this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you remember the episode where um, Kitty Pride gets her powers? That was a good one. <laughs> All right, yeah, so that the, was a strong episode. The episode you opens. The one, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have, uh, yeah, you... okay, let's get into it. Let's I was go. Let's give go. it let's into go. that joke, or we just want to keep going? Let's go. All right. No, no we're moving on. We're moving All right, on. so episode opens. There's a kid. He's trying to pawn something at a pawn shop. It's like a little angel thing. And guy's like, nope, it's only, it's about 50 bucks. And he's like, oh, but I thought it would be a bit more because my dead mom said it was. And he's like, well, I'll give you 60. And the guy says, oh, yeah, I'll give you 60. Which, not that much better, guy. <laughs> it's still only like 10 bucks. <laughs> um, well, like, even if that was real gold, it wouldn't be worth a lot more than that. Yes. Um, anyway, so he says that's fine, and the dude, the uh, pawn shop guy is like, he's going to go open the, safe, open the safe, and the kid is, like, focusing his face. Um... Hey, here's a question. Why did they wait okay. so long in this episode to make it obvious that this kid can read minds? Um, I mean, it's yeah, a, like... It's a long ways into the episode before that's they're true. like, I can that's read true. minds. It, it could be... He's clearly doing something, but it, it could be one of several things. Right. Um, 
And like, well, do you mean the moment when he actually says I can read minds or when it becomes clear to the audience that he can read minds? Both. Okay. It happened, well, because like, you know, you it's clear to the audience um, probably around when he's with Chloe the first time. I was going to say Lex. Uh, oh, no, because he, yes. he does the murdered thing. He does right, the, yeah, he, 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 does and, the he and Chloe, Chloe compares him to uh, that well-known cultural touchstone, Casper Hauser. Um, and, well, he also does breakfast. He he guesses breakfast for the family. But he kind of kind of waves that away. You can kind of... Yeah, away. and that's... You notice he does that quite a bit in his... In his like, he... It's, it's, it's almost a hint at depth. Just, like, he gets good at... Uh, explaining away his abilities. Right. You know, like, oh, how do you know that I have a number one edition of this comic book? Well, it's because you're rich. And that's what uh, rich you know, people how do. How do I... Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's, He's always got, got some explanation. explanation. It's, 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 a, it's a characteristic of someone who's used to, who lives with these powers. Right. Um, so, I don't know. That's... I'm... Listen, I'm gonna grasp for straws a little bit in this episode, because there's just not a whole lot going on. Right. Uh... He runs out to the car, and then his parents are jerks to him. Uh, he tells them the combination. And uh, they put on some dumb masks and go in to rob the pawn shop. Boy, that mask made the guy look exactly like uh, himself. Yep. It, it was a... <laughs> no change to his face. It was just a regular guy mask. and there it, was was a, a, it was a him mask. A, him, a mask of him. <laughs> I had a mask made of my face. Really ruins the the point. Yep. Um, um, he runs up to the window. Do you know why? Um, except for no. the fact that we need to see what happens. Which yeah, which we didn't need him to be there for. But we, I mean, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he has any real reason for doing it. Anyway, so he follows them and he looks inside and they're robbing the place. And then the the dad just murders the pawn shop guy. For not particularly any reason, yeah. You know, like, and and the woman is is briefly shocked by it, but there's not that's not really touched on anymore. There's no like that doesn't like sow discord between them or anything. It's just like oh no, and then they move on. Yeah. Um, and then so he, he runs for it. Yeah, he sure does. And then uh, he gets hit by a car that is driven by Martha Kent. This family, man. God, their insurance, car insurance premiums must be just through the roof. If they're not being run off the road by someone whose truck explodes, then they're, you know, getting hit by Porsches and they're uh, saving other people from car explosions. It's always, it's always something. It's always right. something with these people. Um, and like, that's, it's not even, it's not even, you know, because there would be a lot of coincidences around a guy with superpowers, but it keeps being his parents involved in this stuff. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't... He's not even around for the last two car wrecks that happened on this show. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then, okay, so he, like, gets hit by a car going at least 40. He super does. And not only does he seem fairly, like, aware and conscious and uninjured, um, but then the doctor at the hospital's like, hey, he's cut up and bruised from the wreck, but, like... She can distinguish between, 
injuries from the wreck and injuries from prior abuse. Right. Yeah. That she so says like he's, he's not even abuse. that bruised up. Like. <laughs> yeah. And there's no there's no like supernatural explanation. He just gets hit by a car and is fine. Yeah. Yep. It's a little uh, peculiar. Uh, he also claims to have amnesia now that he's in the hospital. He remembers his name, but apparently nothing else. Yeah. There's a lot that goes unsaid in this episode. Um, at no, you know, there's no upfront conversation where he admits that he's not uh, faking it or that he's not amnesia. He doesn't have amnesia. That yeah, never that happens. Never, that never really gets resolved. I guess they all yeah, just—they're um, like, "Hey, we know you're like hiding something. You don't have to be afraid." Yeah. But it takes forever to to reveal that that those aren't his parents. It's you know like a stepdad step-dad and his yeah. new wife. Um, you know, like you said, it takes forever for him to his powers to be revealed. It's just it's weird. It's weird pacing. It, I don't know this if it's a weirdly paced episode. Yeah, I don't know if it's better for it or not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what happens next? Martha's like, "Hey, we should just keep him at our house," which I don't think is a thing. Eh, eh, I don't know. Maybe they applied for like foster stuff before, and that's still on the books. Who knows? I don't know. I feel like that's not um, just like an overnight kind of thing. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think that's yeah, because she said the doctor says the only other option was like going to the like juvenile detention center, right? For yeah. whatever reason. Um, so they bring him home and he makes breakfast for everyone. He says he can't sleep. So he stayed up and made breakfast for everyone. And they come in and he immediately guesses what they all want for breakfast. And they're all like, oh, how did you know? And he says, I saw you eyeing it when you came in. Even though he's like going into like specific details about like you want your coffee with with this and this and you want this on your pancakes. And it's like, did you watch them eye each one of these things? Yeah. Well, yeah, like. Because Jonathan wants his coffee with a little bit of milk and some honey, which is a, you know... That's unusual. It's an unusual request. Yeah. Um, and then he can't tell what uh, Clark wants for breakfast. Uh, yeah, he, which, like, sprinkles his forehead. Yeah, I guess indicates that something's up. Uh, so he refuses to answer any questions when they kind of try to bring up, like, what happened to him. And he's like, nope, not going to talk about it, and leaves. Um, so Clark comes and talks to him. And uh, he says it's it's peaceful to be around Clark. And they talk about comic books and how he reads this comic book that's about a guy who helps people. And it's Superman. Uh, he reads a Superman comic. He reads a Superman comic about an alien who comes to Earth and helps people. And uh, then they play basketball for a while. And it seems like they play basketball uh, the entire day. Yep, all day they play basketball. Because I mean, because because like. The scene ends with them playing basketball, and this is just after breakfast. Mm-hmm. And the next time we see them, because there's a there's one interstitial scene between these two shots, but the next time we see them, it's like sunset, like and the sun is going down, and they're still they haven't moved from that one spot. Which listen, if that's what y'all are into, that's what you want to do all day. That's that's cool, but goodness, seems like I don't know. You'd want to do something else. Like go play basketball <laughs> in another location? <laughs> maybe maybe invite your best friend Pete over. Right, yeah, you've got friends. You don't have to just like I don't know. Uh so oh, Pete who is not in this episode at all, by the way. He is not, yeah. 
uh, you think he would get like a Perry the Platypus moment where it's like, hey, where's Pete? And he's off having his own adventures somewhere. Um, and while they're playing basketball the entire day, uh, the, the the bad father, the bad man, uh, comes to the hospital claiming to be a private, private investigator. Yeah. Yes. And ask about the kid, and they say he's not there. Do we ever find out how he found that the kid was at the Kints? Because um, they show up there later. I think he follows them, because he's hanging around, hanging out around the Talon. And so I think he, I think the idea is that he follows Jonathan's truck back. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it's not, it's, it is not actually explained. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Another one of those things that's not really brought up in this episode. It's weird, because, like, some of them you don't need to be explained, and it's almost better if they're not. But mm-hmm. other things, it's like, oh, that just kind of seems like a weird plot hole. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Martha talks to Jonathan uh, about whether or not they should have adopted another kid. Because Clark's getting along with him very well. A lot of talk of siblings in this episode. There's a lot of talk about siblings. I'm going to, in a few minutes, I'm going to pull on your your uh, Superman lore knowledge. No, uh, Lex doesn't to... have a brother in the comics. He doesn't? I don't know. Maybe he does. It's been a while. Oh, okay. I'll do a little bit of research while, while we, before we get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before that, uh, Lex and Lionel have a conversation at the mansion. Lionel is impressed with Lex's performance as manager of what he calls the crap factory. Yeah. Cause it's a, uh, uh, it's a, it's, it's a, like, uh, it's a fertilizer plant. Yeah. Fertilizer plant. Yeah. No, it is actually a crap factory. Uh, although that would imply that they manufacture crap when in fact they use crap to manufacture manure fertilizer. Yeah. So, technically not a crap factory. Thank you very much. So he is inviting him back to Metropolis. And this is a big deal to Lex. Several people in the episode tell him, say to him, like, isn't this what you wanted? This is what you wanted, yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense because he does feel like he's been kind of shoved off to Smallville by his dad. And, uh, I think this, I think this plot is... It's kind of interesting how they wrap it up, I think. Um, it's certainly the best part of the episode. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, yeah, it does It does go into a lot of, like, uh, Lex's growth as a character um, and his desire to be a better person. And, like, mm-hmm. I really like what he says later on about how he's a different person in Metropolis and around his father. And, like, you can tell, I mean, you know, of the many times in this show that we've seen and debated whether or not he was, you know, that darkness was still, was, was there already, or if it was coming later for him, and how much of that is, like, his dad's fault versus, you know, the choices he's made. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, this plot represents, you know, a real turmoil for him to, to be, like, a good, the person, the kind of person that Clark wants him to be uh, versus who he will ultimately become. Um. And that's the most in-depth and interesting thing about that I can say about this episode. Yeah, we may get into a little bit more later <laughs> when we get you know more scenes with this plot. But yeah, that's yeah. I mean I almost don't have anything to add. But that's more or less more or less uh, accurate. So blah 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 blah. This is where Chloe talks about uh, that kid that um, Casper Hauser. Did you know? 
who that was? No. Did you? No. <laughs> I don't okay. understand. Like, was it supposed to be like like one of those stories you hear? Uh, it's maybe just one of those things that sometimes Chloe knows things. Uh, uh, yeah, but just it just seems like I don't know. It's weird. It's Cas- a weird one. To, it's a weird poll. Casper Hauser was a German youth who claimed to have grown up in the total isolation of a darkened cell. Cell. Hauser's claims and his subsequent death by stabbing. So you say he was born into it? Yes, a very timely Bane joke. You merely adopted the darkness. Theories propounded at the time linked him with the Grand Ducal House of Baden. These have long since been rejected by historians. So yes, he was Once Bane. Once Gotham is in flames... I don't remember the quote. Then, then you will be allowed to die. It's not a bad Bane impression, actually. Thank you. <laughs> I, I work on it all the time. Regular practice is important for any impression. Um, Can, do you take uh, do you take notes on my impression? Yes. Oh sure, yeah. No, I'll I'll record it. Spend a couple minutes, you know, monologuing. I'll, I'll pick different yeah. monologues like Christopher Walken from Pulp Fiction no, or I... Shakespeare, and <laughs> and then I'll I'll uh, I'll play it back and take notes. What I'm what I'm saying is I'm going to give you a note, which is you got to put your hand over your mouth when you do it. Oh, do you take? Do I accept notes? Yes. Like. Like production notes. Yes, I'm not going to do that. Um, this is a great tangent that we've. Got so on. this is our. We get another another uh, example that Ryan can read minds. Yes, and that's when he he because he this isn't just something he could guess. He she Chloe says that yeah, Casper Hauser did find his family and it all ended happily and and uh, uh, he's just like, why didn't you just tell me he was murdered? And she like was, that's quite uh, a guess, man. Yeah. <laughs> Does it seem like it takes uh, everyone involved a little too long to realize something's up with this kid? Yeah, a little bit. Especially Clark. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, what's interesting is when he... Uh, uh, Ryan says something at the Talon, I think about Lex. And Clark's like, you got... Oh, he, yeah, he talks about Lex getting a job offer from his dad. And Clark's like, no, that would never happen. You have to stop making up stories about people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that struck me as like, boy, that's a thing we say to kids a lot. Uh, and I just wonder how many, what I mean is how many kids, how many kids can I read minds? Yeah. That I just discounted as like, oh, they're just, they're just talking out of, you know, they're just pulling stuff telling, out of thin air. Telling tales. They're just telling tales out of school. And uh, no, it was actually because they were reading the minds of the people around them. Who Listen knows? to your kids. Probably roughly eight, I would say. Eight? You think there are eight kids who can read minds? That you've come across. Oh, oh okay. I was going to say, like like at any given moment or... Oh, okay. No, yeah, that you have come across and dismissed. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say you're wrong. I, I tend to agree with that number. Um, um, Ryan says um, Chloe likes Clark and wants him to ask her to prom. She has a dress Clark's and like, everything. What a crazy thing you've said. There's she does been, have a dress. It's pink. There's been no evidence to support this theory, young man. <laughs> because uh, Clark doesn't pay attention to Chloe. Correct. It's kind of been a major plot point in several episodes. <laughs> Even in this one, when she drops a line about prom later on, and he just kind of stares at her. Yep. Um, Clark and Lana... But it's a good, it's a good line yes, about it prom. It is a good line. I'll give it that. Um, 
Clark and Lana are at the Talon, and they're talking about little kids and how maybe they would have liked to have little siblings. And then Lana says that she sees Clark like a brother. Oof! Yeah. Oofa! <laughs> Oofa doofa. Oh, that hurts. Uh, it doesn't really play with her character at all. That she calls said that she's brothers him, brothers owns him. Yeah, no, they've been so up, like re- like intensely upfront with their feelings about each other mm-hmm. that, like, to say that at this point seems yeah, you know, that's it's a, a little good bit point. It's a little bit sacrificing the character for the joke because, like, yeah, like they wouldn't say that to each other. <laughs> yeah, because like at this point they have both more or less said we would probably be dating under slight, just like slightly different circumstances yeah like no one involved is questioning that um which that's a thing that would maybe come up later because ryan brings up a couple times like do you want to know how lana feels about you and like clark you've had a conversation with lana before yeah he knows he knows about how you feel about each other remember the time she stripped in front of you at the swimming pool well, that was under the influence of a flower. Mm-hmm. Flower that tells the truth. Yeah. Just like Nicodemus, well-known biblical figure. Who always told the truth. I'm still trying to figure out the connection between those things. And, I don't... and his brother, Demonicus, who always lied. You, <laughs> you may ask them one question. You, you ask them one question. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That's good. Uh, Lex shows up to yeah. the Talon. They talk about the comic books. Yeah, Ryan immediately has Lex's number. He's like, <laughs> he sure oh. does. He's like, I don't like you. Um, he's like super dismissive he's and rude. With, he's trying to bond with him over the comics and everything. Yeah, Lex is... Doesn't, doesn't take. Yeah. Lex is like a good sport about it, too. He smiles when he leaves, even though his kid's being a... Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, this kid... I like him. He's, he's a jerk. Bye. I like him. Yeah. Clark just um, invites himself over to read some comic books. Well, it's not like that That mansion. People could just come and go and Lex would never know about it. That's true. That literally happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pete just walked in with a gun last episode. So Pete walked in with a gun. Uh, before that, several men uh, walked through the walls. Lionel uh, walks in. I mean, I guess technically Lionel owns the estate, but... Sure. Lex has a girlfriend who goes snooping through his stuff without his knowledge. It's a big place. It's a big house. Mm, da, 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 da. Okay, so the dad is uh, at the Talon now. And Ryan sees him and runs and out. He runs. And Lana's like, oh, that's that's weird. That's a weird yeah. thing. The dad chases uh, after him. And then tells Clark. Clark oh, yes. goes after them. And Ryan's hiding uh, Ryan, in a yeah, dumpster. And the dumpster uh, gets picked up by a garbage truck. Yeah, that's Ryan bad gets, timing. I have in my notes here that Ryan gets hepatitis. <laughs> I mean, possibly. He yeah, because gets... like, he's not just sitting on top of garbage. He's being tossed around with garbage into a... Like, someone's gonna... Don't do that. And then smush. Don't, don't hide in garbage. <laughs> yeah. He's gets... gonna get something. He gets shredded almost there at the end. You know, at the end of the... Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, that's how Shredder gets defeated. (laughs) Where Casey Jones casually murders a man. (laughs) Oh, we'll talk about casual murder in a few minutes. Don't you worry. Oh, man, will we? (laughs) What a crazy thing. (laughs) 
Uh, so um, Clark is Warrior Angel, if that wasn't clear at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, because when, when Ryan's flipping through the comics, he sees this one panel of Warrior Angel, like, peering through a wall uh, and saying, you're safe now. And then, right. Clark, and then Clark does that. Yeah, he punches through a dumpster truck and says, you're safe now. And Ryan seems pretty okay with it. Like, he does bring it up later on, but at mm-hmm. no point does he ask Clark, hey, how'd you do that? Hey, where did... Where does the stepdad go? Does he just run off? I think he, like, can't find him, so oh, he goes that's, off. Okay, no, yeah. Uh, Clark comes out looking for Ryan, so he runs off. That's what happens. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just loses interest. Yeah. He's like, nah, whatever. Uh, Stupid kid. Clark pulls the hydraulics out of the truck, which is a pretty good solid plan, actually. This is, yeah, like, this is another instance of him being creative with his powers instead of just, like, punching stuff. Good job, Clark. Um, yeah. <laughs> this part in my notes makes me laugh because it's terrible. Uh, because my note says, Lex has a sibling. And then immediately, <laughs> immediately the next line lower, had a sibling. <laughs> oh, whoa. Um, are you telling me there's nothing about Lex having a brother in the comics? It does not look that way. Huh. I guess I just thought about that from the show. Yeah. Because like, I don't... When, is he when, ever brought up again? Has uh, he ever come back from the dead? Oh, uh, there's Anything like a that? whole... You'll, you will hear the name Jillian Luther again in Smallville. Don't you worry. Will it be said by its owner? Perhaps. I am Julian Luther. Lena, Jimmy, <laughs> <Sam>, <laughs> Lex Luther. Oh, nope, that's the Smallville wiki. I don't want that. Lex Luther. He has... Pins and needles here. I think he has a sister in the comics. Yes. Yeah. Lena. Lena. Lena she's Luther. On, yeah. She's on Supergirl. Yeah. A much more faithful adaptation of the comics. Yeah, but I don't think... Uh... There's no Julian? No. Hey, his dad's name is Jules in, the, in pre-crisis continuity, though. Lex's dad is named Jules? Yes, J-U-L-E-S. I assume that's his dad, and his mother's name is Arlene. Uh, so he wasn't always Lionel Luther? No. Weird. Uh, let's see, Lionel. Pre-crisis as in pre, when was that, 70s, 80s? 80s, early 80s, like 86. Okay. I guess not technically early 80s. Sure, right. Anyway, so yeah. Huh. I, I, this, is all, this is all new information to me. I thought he had a brother. I forgot about his sister. Um, but I guess she is, she's around. Uh, but he tries not to be too, too torn up about it. He says, oh, it's in the past. Then yeah, he tells he's, Clark he's about his job in Metropolis. It. Yeah, yeah, he's like, man, it's whatever. Uh, so he, he says he doesn't want it. He says, you know, he's a different person around his father, which is uh, a believable... And depth-giving thing for him to say, why does peop- Why do people only know how to write Lex Luthor on this show? I swear, <laughs> he's so much better than everyone else. Yes, that is accurate. I can't deal with it. There, like, the, the gap between the two, him and any other character, is yeah. staggering. It's, it's, yes, it's like, staggering is the great Just make the show about him. I would love that show. Just, just make the show about Lex Luthor. Call it... Small villain. Luther. I don't know. 
Somehow we've gotten a show about Superman's grandfather before we've gotten one about Lex. We should watch that show and do a Patreon special about it. You still there? Yes, hello. Oh, hi. Okay. Um, Write down that time so we can cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a fun thing where after Lex tells Clark about the job, Clark is like, did you tell Ryan about that? And Lex is like, I didn't know anybody about that. Yeah. And, like, and it's like, hmm. 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 Uh, and then Clark says that if anyone can choose who they want to be, Lex can. Is that true? Like, where's he getting that what from? What does that mean? Yeah. Is it just because his money? He can do whatever he wants because he's rich? Stands to reason. Means? Like, he literally could do whatever or, he wants. True. Maybe. What I What I kind of initially thought when he said that was the idea that, like, Clark knows that Lex has a lot going against him, mm. and uh, in terms of like his family and his upbringing and his privilege and all that, and he he's watching him actively work against that. I see. And like he's already proven he's able to be who he chooses to be. And so what he means when he says that is, you know, you're you're doing it. Keep doing it. Does that make right. sense? Yes. Okay, that's I I agree, or at least it's a valid reading. So this is where the rest of this dumb episode. Yeah, Jonathan takes Ryan to go get coffee, and then Ryan starts asking real probing questions to Lana, like about secrets. Yeah, he asks if Clark's hiding something, and he just straight up tells Lana she should fire this waitress. Hey, why does he so? eager and quick and comfortable going back to the place where his stepfather last saw him. Oh, because this is a poorly written episode, Jacob. Yeah, he just he's totally chill going back there. Yep. Like, you just got ran out of there by a guy who's trying to kill you. Like, he's trying to kill him, right? Like, it's we know unclear. At this point, he's trying to kill him. No, because he still needs him. Well, he does still need him. For some reason, that, that changes between now and the end of the episode. Oh, because he gets the stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, he accuses, he says this uh, waitress should be fired. Uh, and then the parents, the bad parents show up at the Kents, aka the good parents. Yes. This is where, this is where I assume that they follow Jonathan home. Right, yes, that makes sense. But it is in no way uh, and established. Right. Uh, so they, they, uh, the stepdad has a, a newspaper that indicates that they're going to do one last job, and that is rob Lex Luthor. Yep. Um, Clark and, and Chloe go so investigate. Yep. They are investigating the site of Ryan's wreck. This is, uh, like, by the way, that Ryan. This is the uh, this is the second investigation of a car accident in two episodes. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last one also involving a parent of Clark. Mm-hmm. And Chloe. Maybe Chloe's Chloe. behind it. Chloe's behind mm, all the wrecks in the small She though. is the common... Yeah, man. Wouldn't that be a twist if she was the bad guy? What if Chloe had been the bad guy? Let's avoid that topic of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, right. <laughs> Current um, events. So, 
they find a backpack and it's got comics and candy and a photo of Ryan with a woman that is his mom or as Clark says maybe his aunt hey don't google anyone involved with this television show <laughs> maybe just don't maybe don't do any sort of like due diligence on on the the people involved in this TV show uh just for your own peace of mind cuz we don't have that anymore um <laughs> Continue. It's all had tabloids still. Um, uh, Tell yeah. yourself that. So they find a photo of him, and then uh, does it show Clark using X-ray vision to see the photo, or like the photo? No, he just rips up with the backpack. Yeah, yeah. He just rips up with the backpack. Okay, that's what I thought. And then Chloe gives him yeah. a look, like a very. And then valid he makes look. a joke about. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he says that's where I would hide it, and she says, if you were a CIA agent, it's a good line. Anyway, then Clark is like, Ryan keeps saying stuff. Like, he said that you wanted me to ask you to prom, and you even have a dress. And Clark and Chloe's like, uh, about uh, that. Uh, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, she admits to it. Um, and Clark's like, boy, tell me it's not pink. <laughs> uh, what else happens <laughs> she tells him this episode here's the problem this episode really is just a series of events oh did I lose you are you still there yes the, th the thing about this hey. episode is it's just a series of events like yeah, it's building up to his parents finding him, I guess. But there's no... It's just like the continuing adventures of Ryan, you know? Yeah. Where it's, he just it's, goes into people's heads and messes with them. It's like it's very um, episodic, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's that, if it's disconnected, if it's... It's boring. It's really just boring. Yep. So Ryan talks to Martha about Clark... He tries. He does that thing where he's trying to get probing information, right? And he asks her about her greatest fear. She's like, "Why don't you go outside?" So he does and finds the spaceship. We haven't seen the spaceship since the first episode. The pilot, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Clark Clark is working, and he sees the cellar door open, and he goes inside. And Ryan's down there with the spaceship. Clark is understandably upset about it. Ryan admits to being able to read minds. Uh, he gives him basically his whole life story. His mom died as the bad man as his stepfather and his wife, and um, that's it. Yeah, he's, he's like, like hey, I could, I could help you protect your secret. I could know when people are getting close, that kind of thing. So he wants the kids to um, adopt him. Yeah, which why did why is that not is that considered? Do they kind of consider that? They don't really do that. I guess not. No. I guess they're still looking for his family. And so, like, they don't want to yeah. jump on that train too soon. Sure. That makes sense. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. And then the stepmom shows up, and she has a gun. She's she like, shows up with a gun. She pretends to be Child Protective Services and takes him away. Uh, Clark doesn't get to say goodbye. Hey, you know what I kept waiting about. for? What's that? Actual Child Services to show back up. Hey, Yeah! I thought that, that was, was going to happen, like, and then was, I forgot. That was going to be the obvious moment when, uh, like, they would have figured out what the bet, what the problem was. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> did they did the step parents murder child services, Jacob? Oh, um I don't she know. She has a badge. <laughs> well, maybe. Huh. Oh. I, I guess that makes sense. I don't like that. That's why they didn't show up, is because they were dead somewhere. I remember how there's like kind of bad guys in this episode? <laughs> Yeah, they're not, yeah. They're, like, not misunderstood. They're just straight up bad. And they're only in, like, three scenes. Yeah. Maybe that's what's uninteresting, is that they're There's just, no like, villain? they're just crappy. Yeah. They're just, like, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Clark comes back. He's sad that they took the kid. And then a limo drives up. And it's Lex, and he's going to Metropolis for a dinner? For dinner with his dad, yeah. I see. And he gives Clark a sword. Thanks for the sword, Clark. Because I mean, every, Lex. every hero needs a foil. Is that a is that a pun? <laughs> that's a good pun. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. I laughed. That's uh, that is an elaborate setup for a good joke. It's a long way to go for a pun. <laughs> I need driver pull over. I need a sword. Uh, um, and then the limo driver is the stepdad. Which how that dun, happened? Dun, dun. <laughs> like. Doesn't oh, Clark... well, yeah, the driver's probably dead, too. Doesn't Lex have, like, a regular limo driver? Rex... Lex has a regular car that he drives himself most of the time. Like, the only reason I can think of why he has a driver is that his dad sent it to pick him up. Because guess... normally he just drives his own fleet of Porsches. Yeah, but he's going to Metropolis, so, you know, he wouldn't. he doesn't want to have to drive himself for three hours. Yeah. Still. Sure, I guess that's fair. That makes a little bit more sense because uh, it just seemed like a contrivance to put them in the same place mm -hmm. so that bad dad could uh, uh, rob him. Yeah. Speaking of which, the limo um, pulls over to the side of the road. Stepmom and Ryan and get dad in. Bad dad robs him. Yep, basically. Yeah. Uh, they ask for Lex's password to some account. I guess they also, at some point off screen, trust fund. got his trust fund account number and everything else. And all they need is his password. Sure, why not? Uh, These... Also, Lex is, like, fully grown adult and doesn't need, like, trust funds kick in when you're 18, right? Isn't that how that works? I think he traditionally. He should still have a trust fund. He should, he should just have money. <laughs> yeah, just, like, investments, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, they this is throw... a bad episode. <laughs> it's a bad episode. They don't kill Lex. They no. kill everyone else in the episode, yeah. and then they throw him out of the car. He's like the one person they should have killed. Right? He's seen their faces. He could. He could nail. Like, you should have killed Lex. He knows where they went, which comes a plot point. He right. knows what they're after. He it's knows all very bad. He'll kill the the uh, pawn shop guy. He'll kill the child protective services person. Probably. He'll kill, he'll this, kill the like, limo driver. Also, the... probably. He'll kill the bowling alley guy. Yeah, he'll kill all these people, but not the one person who could actually get him busted. That they would, that they seemingly don't need anymore now that they have the password. Right. That was the whole point yeah. of having Ryan was to get the password. Like, I don't want them to kill Lex, but just like be consistent. Yeah. Uh, password's Julian. Yeah, or so he says. But it turns wasn't. out, I guess oh. it's not the password. Right. Um, and then and then Clark is he playing with the sword. Tells, uh, right, oh, and Chloe. Wait. Yes. Uh no, sorry, yeah, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. You're right. Do your thing. Yeah. Uh he's playing with the sword, Chloe shows up, she's passive aggressive about prom. <laughs> 
She says, <laughs> she's like, who is she talking about? It's pretty about? good, though. Who is she talking uh, about? Her source, her source who got her information on the stepdad. Yeah. She's like, maybe I should ask him to prom. Clark, like, gives her uh, a which is Which is pretty funny. And then she shows him the picture of the stepdad. Clark recognizes it as the limo driver and goes running off after them. Yep. Finds Lex on the side of the road. By okay. this point, the limo driver, the stepdad, has pulled over. At a bowling uh, alley. Right. And here's, okay, here's a thing that happens. He puts in the password. Password is not correct. It's not Julian. He turns around to Ryan and says, you lied, and pulls a gun on him. Did he and then try Ryan with a capital tells, J? I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Sure, right, yeah. Uh, maybe change the I to a 1. Exactly. And the A, a to a 4. I don't know. Um, and then uh, he tells the wife that uh, he was planning, that stepdad was planning on killing her after he got the money. Uh, why he needed her around in the first place, I'm not sure. She was just there to be fridged. Um, yeah, because then he, and, he does murder her. Right, he he immediately does that. And then, but before he does that, she says, look, I hate this kid, but he never lies. Even though he literally just lied about the password. He and just did the thing that you are using as proof that he is telling the truth, which did, is lie. I missed that. I did note that he also has been lying the entire episode about right. how he knows he has things. done a lot of lying in this episode but one thing i know about him for sure it's that he never lies maybe he she's saying he never lies about what he reads minds about which Fine. I get, which is still your point which still is that what he, he just, just lied did. about right Anyway, right. he murders her. He shoots her in the chase. He, he shoots her in the yeah, shoots her somewhere. And then um, the bowling uh, Clark alley guy. finds Lex. Yeah, which doesn't even look like he pointed the gun at him. He just looked like he kind of swung it, and the guy fell over. Um, Clark finds Lex on the side of the road. Lex seems pretty okay with seeing him there, and then not seeing him there anymore. Yeah, Clark <laughs> super speeds up to like five feet away, and then kind of jogs towards him. He says, "Lex, what happened? Where did they go?" It looks like like they went that way, <laughs> and Clark like okie dokie, and then like jogs jogs like five feet away, and then super speeds off. And Lex Which is I choose like, to believe that Lex is so used to this happening, <laughs> he's just fine with it. He's not going to ask the questions anymore. He's just like Clark will show up in a second and then be gone yeah. again. Lex is like, did you bring like a cell phone? Can you maybe call the cops? <laughs> I'm I'm in the middle of the road, Clark, <laughs> in a tuxedo. Um, so then Clark kills a man, and uh, everything yeah. ends pretty well. So, yeah, okay. So they're at the bowling alley, which is at the same time seemingly closed, and all the electronic equipment is still on. Do, what, is it on, or does the stepdad turn it on? Does he turn it on? Does he flip a switch? I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know if I saw a moment, where, the, but that's what I, what I assumed happened. Was all that I know is that on. he, first, he just throws a ball, he just bowls, he bowls a frame. Which is, you know, a fun thing to do. Which sets off the bowling pin, you know, setty up thing. Sure. Which I guess Technical scares term. the kid away from where he's at. Oh, it it accomplishes nothing. Like I don't know what the I don't know what Ryan is doing back there because there's obviously like four feet of space in this little crawl area that he's in. There's there's zero tension there's and like zero tension. An exit, I think, to his right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right exactly anyway uh yeah clark, so they're yeah he's so chasing him in. yeah ryan uh, dad is shooting at him clark comes in 
hurls a bowling ball at his chest. Through the wall. The guy's the dead. brick wall into the guy's Wait, the chest. Guy's, the guy's dead. And we never see the guy again. We don't see him get up. We don't see him wheeled away by an ambulance, which is a thing that this show has never been above doing, is just showing an ambulance at the end of every episode so you yes. know that we're about to wrap things up nicely. Yep. Uh, that doesn't yep. happen here. The dude's just dead. Clark He's throws be dead. a 14-pound bowling ball through a brick wall into a man's into chest. Into a man's chest. And that chest is now jello. Yeah. It's it's just the fact. It's just how things <laughs> went. How, yes, Clark murders a man. I mean, I guess I, murder isn't the right word. He yeah. certainly kills I, no, a man. No, it's murder. It's, it's, it's premeditated. It's intentional. It is with malice of forethought. He throws a bowling ball at the man's chest and commits first-degree murder. I'm not sure I agree with your detective work there, but anyway, <laughs> Ryan is leaving. His aunt in Edge City is going to keep him. Hey, where's um, Edge City? It's like, I looked it up. It's like three hours from Smallville. It's not even a real town. Wait, it may be well, a real I mean, town. I know it's not a real town. Is it a is it a DC town? No, that that's what I meant when I said it's not a real town. Oh, <laughs> right. The the reality we're in right now. Uh, is there a real Edge City, Kansas? The answer Edge City is no. Did the writers of Smallville just decide that because DC had these ridiculous names like Central City and Coast City and Star City? That that was like their license to just make up dumb city names. Yes, okay. That seems, that seems um, to be the case. That's sort of their uh, approach to most of the show. Actually, um, it's just hey, DC did something similar, so we can make crap up. Mm -hmm. um, Molly gives him a kiss, Ryan? which is nice. Sure, yeah. Lex is not going to Metropolis because he realizes that his dad just wants to keep an eye on him. No, uh, which is, a... I mean, it's yeah. kind of a cop out, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of a cop out. It doesn't it doesn't force him to confront uh his own values and like what he actually wants to see happen. Like it doesn't it doesn't give him a a reason to like firm up his convictions one way or the other and say, "No, I like the person that I am here. I don't want to be who I would be there." It gives him an easy out that says, "Oh, of course I'm not going to go. You just want to keep me keep a close eye on me because suddenly I'm successful and you don't want me to come for your throne." See what this episode really needed was that dinner scene between them. Yes. And for Lionel to say something that made Lex go, "Now wait a minute. I see what's happening here." You know, this smells of reshoots. Because he gives him his answer in the morning at the mansion, even though he was supposed to give him his answer at the dinner. Huh. Interesting. Like, what happened? He, that, was, that was the whole point of going to the dinner. That's why he gave Clark the sword, is because he didn't know, like, what was going to happen. Right, if he was going to be coming back or not. Otherwise, he just gave him a sword and then <laughs> went home after dinner. And here's a fun like, that's fact. That's it. From what I remember of the series, I don't know that we ever see that sword again. It's just a sword, man. Clark just has a sword now. There's no goodness. This was a bad episode. This is a bad episode. <laughs> uh, da -da -da -da. Oh, Lex does have an amazing line here, though. Because uh, Lionel says, uh, come back to Metropolis. I want you to you know, work with me or whatever. He says, he says, haven't you been waiting since you got here for me to say those words? And Lex says, I've waited to hear other things from you for a lot longer. 
Boom! Which is fantastic. It's very good. Um, let's Super- wrap it up there, man. Yeah, Superman by Five for Fighting starts playing, and, and they say leaves. Kryptonite. They it say Kryptonite, and it's the first time you ever hear the word Kryptonite on the show. It's a fun thing. Ryan gives Clark's comics. He says, "I don't need them anymore. I have you." And they hug. We're more than a bird. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. We're so sorry uh, for a couple things. <laughs> One, <laughs> there's a couple things we feel I feel like we need to apologize for. One. This episode kind of dragged. We're a little rusty, and this was a bad one to come back on. We should have uh, we should have redone like Leech or something, or that other really good one. We should have redone Zero. We should have we should revisit Zero sometime and see how we feel about it. Um, you can ask us questions, leave us comments, let us know what you think. Either in a number of ways. One, you can uh, leave a review on iTunes. That always helps us, helps our visibility. Yep, and we don't makes have any new ones better. at the moment. I checked. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is if you write a review, we'll read it on air. Um, also, you can tweet us. I am at JAC Norwood. Philip is, of course, at Firehawk32. And we are, of course, available there if you happen to have drawn a series about Smallville in the comics at some point and wanted to talk to us about it. That would be the place to start. Um,. You can support us on Patreon. We are we are hopefully not going to have any more gaps as large as this one. Yeah, we're planning we, on banking up uh, several episodes in the next couple weeks. Yeah, and it we, just doesn't yeah, happen again. <laughs> we want to try and get so far ahead that we'll we'll be talking about um, that one current event. You know, months after it happened. It's, I'm not referring to a specific one. It's just that that one that whatever whatever you're talking about right now but with your friends. That thing that's in the news now, you're going to hear us talk thing. about it in two months. Exactly. Yes. That's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, we'll also uh, have some announcements soon on bonus episodes for patrons, uh, which you can become by contributing any amount that you feel uh, worthy of, that we are worthy of, rather, to our Patreon at patreon.com slash smallvillains. Yep. Hey, you want to rank this episode? That's the thing we do. It's bottom. I don't know that it's worse than cool. I, the more we talked about it, the more I hated it. It wasn't just boring, it was bad. Yeah? I'm not opposed to putting it at the, bare, at the very bottom. I do, I do like him, Ryan. I like Ryan better than um, the cool kid. Yeah, that's true. This has good Lex stuff. Yeah. Is it, is it, um, is it also worse than a rogue? Oh, it's like right there with Rogue. It I would put it probably right above Rogue. Above Rogue between yeah. and it is definitely worse than Metamorphosis. There's a yes. big there's a big gap between yes. like the episodes that are kind of bad and then the bad episodes. Right. Alright, so you wanna put it three from the bottom between Metamorphosis and Rogue? Yeah, that sounds good. Like Rogue made me angry. This one just kinda leaves me bored. Yeah. It makes me a little angrier now. But that we had to talk about uh, it for an hour. <laughs> yeah, then we had to talk about it, and we kept finding things that it was doing really poorly, as opposed to just being boring. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up there. Any last remarks? No. No. Okay. I cool. Thank you so next, much for listening. Wait, wait I do have oh, something. Yes. Our next yes. episode is titled uh, "Reaper." Ooh, you know anything about this one? Oh, it's, I know he's your Overwatch main. <laughs> he is not. 
<laughs> I'm so bad with Reaper. <laughs> no, I, I remember this episode, but it's I don't remember much one way or the other about it. Not a good sign. All right, we'll sign off for now. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, remember, podcasting is still statistically the safest way to travel. I messed that up. Close enough. Let me take it again. Let me take it again. I'm going to take it again. Remember to cut this out. Sure. Cut it out. No, Definitely. keep it. Double it. Repeat it. Cut it out. Um, don't make references to other podcasts in our podcast. <laughs> they don't know those. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And remember, as always, statistically, podcasting is still the safest way to travel. I don't even remember this. Ep- I don't remember a thing about this episode. Already? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yes. <laughs> the one that you watched, like, 30 minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, yes.